Fura, followed by Lofty Strike Airman, Buenos Noches, Saint Magique, well back Espiona, and last is Balanipatina. So 450 metres to go, it's front page in front, freewheeling by a length Imperatriz, then Star Patrol as Fura, back behind those in secret, and then came Buenos Noches, front page joined by Imperatriz at the 200 metres, Buenos Noches and in secret trying to chase down Imperatriz at the 150, Imperatriz in front, Buenos Noches coming at her, but it's Imperatriz, she digs in, she's a neck in front, another star turn from a brilliant bear, Imperatriz from Buenos Noches in secret, fourth in the race was Alright, Imperatries, very, very, very good on the weekend. Uh, made a bit of a mockery of me simply because I really wanted In Secret to win for a decent collect, but we look at what uh, Imperatries did there up the straight, had her doubters, but a uh, bit of a star, bit of a bloody star, it was very good. Uh, cracking day last weekend it was with uh, Champions Day and Stakes Day and whatnot. Pride of Jenny took the piss again, just Declan Bates riding to an absolute T straight out in front and making a bit of a mockery of the others. So Mr. Brightside came in at second and Fangirl was far too back, too far back and Pride of Jenny just ridden to an absolute T. Declan Bates wins another Group 1 within the space of about seven days or so. A tissue took out the Champion Stakes, that was a really nice win too and uh, obviously Imperatries. I think the run of Buenos Noches was very good too at uh, decent odds. Even Espiona ran a good race. Uh, look, there is still some good racing. We do have uh, Caulfield this weekend but um, and then we're going to the Provincials and stuff for the Sydney racing. It hasn't all died down. It's been a cracking spring. Um, if you haven't joined the Facebook group that we use, there was plenty of winners actually went on an absolute run last Saturday at Sydney. Uh, if you aren't in there, join in there. People put their tips in. Myself, Kohai, Tommy, Chris, we all sort of put our tips in most uh, big days. Kohai sometimes jumps in with his provincial meetings and his midweek meetings as well, but um, all good fun in there. So jump in there. If you haven't, just look it up. It's just give us a spell podcast and uh, we'll just accept you into the group. Uh, if you can, if you're a Spotify listener, if you can rate us five stars or something, that would be fantastic. It just helps us get up the rankings. Uh, a lot of the rankings, all, a lot of listeners are on uh, Apple's podcast, which is good. If you want to do that, a couple of uh, a couple of punters have just written us some uh, reviews during the week, so that was really cool too. So if you can do that, that does help, and we will continue to do this uh, straight into the summer. So tonight, uh, Kohai's at the pub. He is on the source. Uh, we have Tommy and getting Alex in. Alex has been on the podcast a couple of times in the past. He's our resident Queensland man. And there's a couple of Queensland meetings that are coming up, which is also good. And obviously going into the summer, uh, that'll be good too. So we're going to get Alex on tonight as well. He's going to give us his thoughts over uh, the spring carnival and then what anything to lead up. And there's a couple of races he likes this weekend as well. Uh, Sunny Coast. So... Without further ado, Tommy, how are you, mate? What what did your thoughts over the spring? What did you make of Flemington last weekend? Yeah, well said, Zach. One of your better intros, I thought. Um, Mate, uh, it was a great carnival. I thought a tissue was good. And, of course, I didn't back back her. um, I think, like most people, was on at the start before. And that was the form. Jenny and a tissue coming out this week. And um, Frank in that form. And just another great one from McDonald. He's, I think he got three group ones throughout the week. And the Oaks, I thought the Oaks was a great ride, um, Zardozzi. So it was good to see there. And then, yeah, Imperatriz is the other one. Um, they're talking Royal Ascot next year and taking on the world. And a lot of people say um, she's the best sprint in the world, especially after that win. And, um, yeah, it's hard to argue. So... 
I'd love to see it take on the world, come back, hopefully go to a TJ and then to Ascot would be unreal. But, um, yeah, a lot of stories. But I tend to like this week um, of the year and, and the next few going forward because you've still got a few good ones in Melbourne, especially with the 1,000 guineas moving to this weekend. You've got the Hunter, some great um, runnings. And me being from the Hunter, I love seeing um, those guys uh, do really well. And then Perth starts to heat up and... Brisbane really starts to ramp up as well. So you're getting feature racing all over the place and still a lot of the good horses are still in work. So I think it's a great time of year at the moment. When you mentioned J-Mac, I was just, I remember seeing something like, some people give shit to any jockey that's like not informed, but you look at J-Mac's like last couple of winners or whatever, you go back and you think Mooney Valley Gold Cup, you think Cox Plate, you think Victoria Derby, you think Oaks, you think like he just every whenever he needs to stand up, he fucking gets there, which is unbelievable. I I couldn't believe he hadn't won an Oaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just with all the group ones he's won, and to do it like that, um, I think she's going to be a pretty pretty good horse. And he mentioned maybe being there next year in a um in a race on Tuesday instead. So um, that's a pretty good push. And credit to Matty Smith's horse as well, Athol Flat. I thought it really rocketed home, and the two of them put a big space on. Uh, the rest of the field. So I think we'll see them to uh, really come on. Yeah, I think it was very smart to stay on Zardozzi too. I think that was a, it was an absolute cracker. Uh, no co-hi today, but Alex is joining us from the Sunshine State. Alex, welcome in, mate. How's your spring carnival been, mate? Any uh, any profit? Zachary, Tommy, uh, profit negative. Um, big trouble over the spring in terms of punting. It was uh, that cup week was one of the most brutal uh, I think I've experienced. But um, anyway, we we keep going. And as Tommy said, I think um, this time of year is terrific. Um, the move, the guineas move to the end of the spring. Um, I think really worked. Uh, if you look at the field, there's horses that. A lot of them are actually having their grand final. It's not like an afterthought, you know. They're not dropping back from Oaks and things like that. Um, and, and there's some really quality fillies in there too. I've sort of got my eye on uh, from Cambridge. But, look, overall punting was rough. I think my highlight of the Flemington Carnival, and, and you touched on it, was Pride of Jenny. I thought they were just two outstanding performances and two pinpoint rides from Declan Bates. He's got a clock in his head. Um, that was just... How he how he timed it against good horses too. Like we're not talking about slouches and and good jockeys. Um, he he took the bull by the horns and and ran away with it. And you know, I mean, how often do we say you you go forward in races and make your own luck? It's half the battle won. Um, so they knew what they had under them, and and I think they sort of showed that a couple of starts earlier against uh, Amelia's Jewel. I know her spring didn't go to plan after that, but. She got close to beating her at the Valley that night and she's basically come out and, and shown it was no fluke. So prior to Jenny, um, yeah, probably the key takeout for me uh, over the Flemington Carnival. Prior to Jenny, uh, like you said, I think that was unst- un- unreal to see that done in the space of seven days or whatever and make your own luck. Uh, it did hurt having... Fuck, I had the quaddy going for it in a pile. I st- fucking <laughs> I, rest, I stood out in Ferratrees. I had two going in the, the Champions Mile just prior to Jenny and Mr. Bride, so they ran top two. I had two in the second leg, with including a tissue, and then I had about six going in the last leg and just didn't include that uh, thing John McNeil was on, which was um, a brutal one. But 
Live and you learn. Uh, Tommy, what would you make of a tissue? I, you mentioned that earlier. So that won the champion's stakes. Uh, good odds, 8.50. Jay Mac aboard, like you said, you didn't follow up this time. But what did you back in that? Were you on the prowess thing? I think you mentioned that last week's podcast. Yeah, I think prowess and a tissue were the two I mentioned and ended up back I mentioned West Wind Blows. Tell me, like, everyone's been talking about this, like, until the cows come home, what Jamie Spencer's ride on West Wind Blows. But, yeah, mentioned that too. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, well, I think enough's been said about that, but I honestly thought Atisha was the best horse in the race. It, it just, McDonald and Waller said, remember this time last year where it had a hard luck uh, run and then into that same day and really put on a peak performance and did the exact same thing. I thought she was better to a mile, but they had Fangirl in the uh, mile race, so they were tugging it in and uh, just, just absolutely brained them. I think it was third up and... She keeps doing it. She won the Queen of the Turf uh, in the uh, autumn and then backed it up here. I just thought she was great. Not to say like prowess and, yeah, the Jamie Spencer ride was a bit of an um, odd one, but um, I, honestly, I thought she was just the best horse in the race. Anything you take out of that race, Alex? Probably can't add much more to what Tommy said other than just Chris Waller again. Chris Waller and J-Mac, that combination. And, and he just seems to get them peaking on the right day. Um, and she's just done that, as Tommy said, time and time again. So I was on prowess. I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, she's one I've been following ever since um, she kicked her heads in in the binary. Um, but just another loser to add to the pile for me. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I was chips in prowess on the weekend for a lot. But anyway, what do you do? We're going to look towards this weekend. So we're looking at three venues this week. We're going to look at a bunch from Caulfield. We're going to look at four races from Newcastle and a couple from Queensland. Uh, Alex is going to be going into them. Um, mentioning Perth as well. So the Perth Carnival is coming up in a couple of weeks too, which was funny. I remember for, I got it. We, I'm at work very early and often get a bit of mail when things start coming in and all these new accounts started getting opened and we were very late to the party with, uh, I think, the odds on Zaki. So Zaki was confirmed to go to the Northerly on SEN relatively early with Gareth and then all these new accounts started opening up and pounding Zaki before our traders even like had noticed what's going on. So that's going to be interesting. So Zaki's heading over. I uh, forgot you. I think that's been confirmed too, which, and there's a couple there like Cascadian and stuff that are still in the market too, which aren't going. So if you like anything over in Perth, there's quite a few horses that are actually not going to be going that are still in the market. So take the all ins. All right. right. Caulfield, we're just going to touch on this first one. It's going to be tough, but we're just going to touch on because it's Bravo, Damien, Oliver, obviously finishing up his Melbourne carnival. Um, but, uh, Poison Chalice is favourite, doesn't even have a jock, so not sure what's going on, but it's $4. Mr. Mojo Ryzen, Jamie Carr, back to her best. She's at fives. Maracana, six fifty on the drift. Toby Shaw is nines, and we're out to double figures for the most of them. Nothing has really been backed, Tommy. I would say the tiniest little smidgen for Mr. Mojo Ryzen. Uh, but have you even had a look at this, or are we just looking at it because it's Damien Ola? Yeah, no, not not too much. Uh, there's a few Damien Oliver races. We got one last week, and um, getting one for his last day in Perth as well. But um, I have looked at a few of his rides. I think he's got a couple of good chances. This race, I'm not too sure, but we'll touch on Jamie Carr. I think um, I think about three six five had a thing going last week. Uh, Two dollars sixty for Jamie Carr to ride one winner, and she ended up with a treble. I think she won the first, <laughs> she two, won the first so. two. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty good. You cashed in early, but um, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Andrew Forsman and this Mister Mojo um rising 
is a good horse just stepping up, but not sure about the favour with no jockey as well. So, uh, yeah, just leave me out of this one <laughs> for the moment. Rhinoceros was good last start, I will say. Uh, winning, I was on it last. So, Alex, talk to me about <laughs> this or talk to me about Damien Oliver as a jock, mate. Is he, is he one of your faves of all time? Oh, how can he not be? I think he's one of everyone's favourites. Um, there's so many wonderful memories, obviously, you know, media puzzle sticks out uh, in most people's minds. And look, yeah, the fanfare is going to continue over in Perth, um, and obviously that'll be on on Sky. So that's really exciting for um, for the next few weeks. But something touched on Rhinoceros. Um, he sort of he's one that's always interested me, and he, I suppose, he's just sort of gone back through his grades now. Um, he sort of uh, won at Mornington seventy seventy eight at Moey again at Mornington, and, and now he's sort of back here in an 80, drawn a gate. Look, I haven't looked into the race too much, but he's in form, and you're getting a decent price, so maybe have a play there. All right. Yeah, okay. The Bravo, Damien Oliver, I'm sure a lot of races are going to be called that in the future. Uh, race number four, the Thoroughbred Club of Stakes, Saltier. Blake Shin is aboard. This horse uh, fucking should have won last night, I thought. Mumbai Muse was really good. So it ran second to Mumbai Muse. It's $3.30 favourite. Shin aboard for O'Shea. It's drawn 11. Commemorative is going around uh, $3.70 or three fifty now. So oh, it was three thirty, whatever. It's a, it's pretty much what it opened. J-Max aboard. It's drawn seven. Had a last run. Uh, at Flemington, Miraval Rose drawn very wide, but a couple of bucks for it. It's four forty for the Graham Begg runner, and then we're out for double figures for the rest of them. Some are on a solid drift as well. But Tommy, this uh, fave, I thought it was pretty good at Flemington. Um, Mumbai Muse flew to win, but what do you reckon on top? Yeah, I think Mumbai Muse is a good horse, and I did back it that day, but I did think I was almost done with Solterre, and I think it was a really good run, and. Um, I think it looks the class horse in this race. Just going through a few of the others, I can't really find much that I'd like to back to beat it. So, salt air for me. Who's on top, Alex? Oh, look, I think it's always dangerous uh, taking a horse like Commemorative. And obviously, there's so many raps on Commemorative, and they all talk about it being this absolute beast of a filly. Um, so, obviously, she's probably going to take a little bit more time to to really hit her straps. I think um, she's probably been priced up on potential more than um, what she's shown in her last couple of starts. And, and yeah, as I said, Caulfield's always a tricky one. But um, So $3.50, not entirely sure. But am I that keen to back Saltaire? Mm, don't know. Probably staying out at this stage. Okay, stay out. Uh, race number five. So, look, I'm looking at one book and it says that Barber opened nines and is now fours, but I've looked at a couple of others and they opened at five. So, take that as you will, but it looks like a couple of bucks has come for Barber. Uh, Jamie is aboard. It's at $4 now. Shrimper is the favourite. Kelly Cowther is the fave. It's come, obviously, the Adelaide runner looking for three on the trot. $2.90, drawn 10. Hypotheticals there on the drift to 460. Extremely lucky is 11s and we're double figures for the rest of them as well. But, uh, I don't know, Tommy. Barber, look, give or take, it has been supported. What do you like? Look, it's been a really tough one, this prep for Barber, I think. It was nommed and scratched four times before it even had a start, and they've just been chopping and changing a few times with a few different races here. It's fourth up now. A lot better last start. Look, I'm probably leaning towards Barber just because of a bit of form. Kennedy's extremely lucky. I don't know how... Um, how suited to Caulfield, extremely lucky will be. And even Samillion was good last start too. Just um, sun and knock on the door. There's a few others there, but if the money's coming for Barber. The Godolphin early money is normally a pretty good guide, so I'd probably follow that. 
Any love for the Adelaide runner, Alex? Mate, not for me. Um, I'm kind of with Tommy. I'm looking at Barbara. Obviously, the Adelaide horses have come over um, during the spring and <clears throat> they just know which ones to bring, don't they? Um, you know, a lot of these stables. But, yeah, probably Barber for me. I think um, I think what Tommy said, you know, they've, they've sort of um, kept their cards close to their chest this prep and sort of had a few false starts. But, um, you know, form around King's Gambit, form around Os- Osmosis and then, you know, Backed pretty much as if unbeatable last start before uh, just beaten one by a better one on the day in good time as well. You know this might be the right race finally for him to uh, to have his grand final. Yep, I think I'm in your boat as well. Group three Blue Sapphire Stakes is next. Arkansas Kid is the fave, so that's going around. It's on the drift. It's two thirty out to two seventy. That had a pretty good win. I think two starts back in a listed race really well. But Damien Oliver is aboard for the Hay Stable, Lindsay Park, Brave Mead going around again. It's been having a few runs lately. Uh, most recently a third. Um, snapbacks there at six fifty. We got the Instructor at six fifty. Uh, good money for Run Harry Run. Stackhouse is aboard. Twenty threes into 14, looking for three on the trot, coming to town for the first time, and the rest are pretty big odds as well. But Tommy, who's on top? Look, leaning towards Arkansas Kid, whether it was the grand final or not, that's probably the question in the Cornwall, but very good run. Um, getting fourth in that in that race, and it was a pretty hectic race, but I think there's a bit of speed in this race, and this might be where Ollie can get a, one of his final wins uh, in Melbourne. You like it? Yeah, I do. Um, I think the win two back was outstanding. Obviously, at the track, then stepped out, ran really well in the uh, in the Coolmore, and uh, up to fourteen hundred. I think can only suit Ollie on. Uh, should just get a really nice run, and yeah, I think it's favourite for a reason. Yeah, agree. It should be good. We go to the thousand guineas. So over the mile, Kua Volante is looking for. It's probably like three or four on the trot. I think it's four on the trot now. Blake Shin's aboard. Uh, it's a four dollar equal favorite with Skybird. And if you remember what Skybird did the other week, um, f- scooting through about a million horses, uh, it was a crack and win. That's four dollars. Uh, Jolly Star drawn. One this time, and J-Mac aboard. It's a Sixers Arctic Glamour. I think Tommy likes this one, so we'll mention that. That's at 10s into 8.50. Kamachi's there at 10s. Uh, anything else that's had a couple of bucks? Not really. Uh, Tommy, who do you like? Yeah, as you mentioned before, mate, uh, it's got to be Arctic Glamour for me. I think um, if it doesn't have that run last start, then we're looking at it being pretty short favourite. And um, I think there were some plenty. There were plenty of excuses that day. The wrong part of the track, shut out a bit, and um, maybe just the run it needed to have going into this as well. Um, they've been saying this is the uh, grand final for it all prep, and I think it's got a stack of ability as well. So I'm I'm looking for Arctic Glamour here. In saying that, the two favourites are deserving favourites that put some really good wins together. But I just think Arctic Glamour price and ability. Uh, I want to be with it. Yeah, an 850 and 270 Arctic Glamour and Karen sticks. So Karen's down there as well. Alex, who do you like? I'm going to go with Jolie Star to turn the tables on Arctic Glamour from their meeting. Uh, I think it was on Everest Day. Um, I was keen on Jolie Star that day. And look, to Arctic Glamour's credit, um, she just went past her. I think um, she's had another run down there in Melbourne, Jolly Star. She just had to go a long way back from a wide gate uh, under the Magic Man, but J-Mac goes on now. She gets barrier one. I think she'll be able to use it. I like her going up to the mile, and I think we spoke about it just earlier with a tissue. Uh, Chris Waller 
getting fillies and mares to peak on grand final day. And as far as I'm aware, this has been grand final day all prep as well. So she gets just a tiny weight swing on Arctic Glamour from the day she beat her at um, Randwick. And, yeah, look, at $6, I'm happy to have a play there. Maybe a Quinella with uh, Tommy. We'll follow the SF. Koai has just sent me a bunch of his tips for the coming days. He has Kua Volante on top, and he's made Arkansas Kitty's best as well. So keep that in mind. So three of you like something different. we got the Rupert Clark Stakes, um, 1,400 metres, and Magic Time is the fave. It's four bucks, did open 460. So had some love, obviously went to Sydney, a win at Rose Hill, a third at uh, Randwick to Espiona, drawn very wide. IME, drawn 10. Blake Shin, $8.50. we got Straight Acer at 8.50. We've got Valana at 10s, which Koai has tipped on top. It looks like his value better the meeting. Uh, cause for concern at 10s and then the rest, we got Ayrton, Munamek, Chain of Lightning, Skew Whiff. It's actually a pretty cracking race, to be honest, and you're getting $4 for the fave, and then you're going straight out to eight fifty. Tommy, you got any value here? Yeah, maybe it's a tough, tough little race, I think. Um, it's not a ton of speed, um, uh, apart from Buffalo River, and Buffalo River has um, been the old Buffalo River as late. Gets 53.5 um, kilos as well. Gate 19 would be a worry, but I again, I don't think there's much speed, and he'll he'll just go straight to the front. He'll get in front of IME, which um, normally might be a bit of concern, but this prep, um, especially in that um, Melbourne race, um, took a bit of a sit IME, and maybe, I don't know if missed it, or that was tactics, or I think there were a few different things at play, but still, I don't think anything leads Buffalo River, and I think $7 place might be a good price there. Um, in saying that, there's some really good horses here. I think Straight Ace has been one on the rise. I just can't take that price at the moment. I'd want a bit more. I'd hopefully get a, around $10 on race day. I could entertain it a bit more because we are seeing some really good um, horses here. Magic time, Gates a bit of a worry for me. And I thought thought it would do – I mean, it's still placed in the invitation, but maybe do a bit better putting a few other ones of those away. Valana looking ready to peak third up, and this could be Ollie's last group one, and that would, um, in Melbourne, and that would be a, a great sign. Good gate. Uh, I'm a big fan of the horse as well. I think she's the most talented horse in the field. So, Milano there as well. Ayrton, I was on last start, a bit disappointing. And Munamek, um, I would entertain if it drew a gate. Skew if another one. I'd, yeah, look, I'm I'm a bit concerned. I'd probably Buffalo River each way and Valana for me. Yeah, I think I'm in Valana's camp as well as Kelly. Who do you like, Alex? Yeah, Valana's an interesting one, isn't he? Because I probably thought they'd go to the Hunter and try and go back to back. Um, but to say that well, to keep him in this race is probably a bit of a vote of confidence as to how he's going. And he's got a nice gate, Ollie's on. So $10, that's that's not bad if um, if you like Valana. Look, magic time concerns, obviously, about the gate, but she's um, she's pretty classy and I've always had a lot of time for her. Um, Tommy mentioned Buffalo River, and he's one I'm really interested in because the form coming out of his uh, previous win um, has been good. And I think cause for concern came out from that race and won at Flemington, one of my rare winners over that carnival. Um, and I think the thing is Buffalo River gets a little bit of a, um, a weight advantage over cause for concern for their last meeting. And as Tommy said, not a lot of speed. He can roll forward. I think Buffalo River might be sort of in career best form. Um, so $26 to find out. I, I don't hate that at all. And probably just a little saver on, on cause for concern taking that same form line. 
I think especially, Nolsey, if, if um, the track does play a bit on speed, which Caulfield can do, I don't think you'll be getting 26 at jump time. So, yeah, I think it's a good little spec now. All right. Love that. Love that. Bit of value to end it. All right, that is what we're looking at at Caulfield. We're going to look at a couple at Newcastle and then obviously a couple at Queensland. But we head over to Newcastle. Uh, Ten race meeting for the Hunter Carnival, Hunter meeting there. So we're going to have a quick look at race one. Race one, six, seven, and eight today. So race one is the Max Lees. You've got 900-meter dash. Market Magic is the fave, $2.30. Timmy Clark aboard. Uh, Good trial from memory. I should have watched that. Erno's Cube, $4. Uh, Graham, I've heard a few things about this, $5. Uh, got Zach Lloyd above uh, aboard the other Godolphin runner. We're out 13s for 13s and more for the others. But, Tommy, you watched any trials of these? What do you like? Yeah, it's a good little race that is targeted pretty well. I think this is where Barber debuted uh, last year. So it's a good little form, especially from Godolphin too. And Graham very well back last week, and they decided to scratch to go here. I think that could be a bit of a push. And saying that, their other one trolled really well as well. So, look, I'm wary of the two of them. And Erno's Cube, I think, trialed, tr- had a really nice trial since that disappointing run first up and could – Pay a bit of a factor and favourite trial well as well, but I, I'm leaning towards Graham here. Do you look at any of these, Alex? I did not refer to Coey. Yeah. All right, Coey is like the absolute uh, nerd when it comes to trials, but um, we'll come back to some of his. He's given me a couple of best and stuff there, but let's go to race at number six, uh, the Beaufort. So Canberra legend. Um, Tommy will have something to say about this one, surely. $4.20 on the drift. We've got Numerian. Uh, Hieronymus is aboard. $5.50. going to be third up. Skylab's there at five fifty. Good coin for it. A couple of bucks into $5.50. Stockman, that's always been one of mine. Stroke of Lux there at eight. So we got 26 into 14 for Andalus. Drawn quite wide. Alicia is riding. Parry's down. Torrens, one of ours, Tommy. We bought fucking that for a couple of hundred in that... Um, whatever it's called. Youth Spirit, 17's big drifts at the rest of them. Who wins? Um, so, yeah, interesting now, Canberra legend with Waller from Ferguson. Um, uh, after he took the other legend off him as well and looks a good horse. Look, I think it could absolutely brain him, Canberra legend, if it's all on song. But off that first up run, I probably just want to be with um, a couple of others here. I think Stockman's run last start was um, made the early move, gets Nash, and um, could be back. You'd want the sting out of the ground a little bit, a bit of rain on race day just to really help it out. But uh, it's a good horse, Stockman, and that's probably the horse I want to be with. And Tyron's speak as well. I think it was the first Beaufort run in two years ago where it won this race and uh, had a very good win on it. And just perfect distance for it. Nice and fit now, fifth up. Um, Jenny Duggan knows this horse has won some big races on and uh, just returned to form last start um, with with a fourth, really running on well and uh, just perfect distance for Tyrants. So each way Tyrants and Stockman for me. 2,300 metres of the best at Newcastle. Alex, do you like any of these horses? Oh, look, I haven't had a great... Look, Zach, but um, one horse that I always follow is Skylab, and I feel like he may be ready to to jump out of the ground and do something. Tommy, you may disagree. Um, I think his uh, his run in the Rose Hill Gold Cup wasn't too bad, um, and I know it, it doesn't make pretty reading before that, but um, yeah, maybe getting out to this trip, he might be ready to to sort of pull his socks up now. Yeah. 
Okay, we go to the spring stakes over the mile. Uh, Invincible Spy, favourite, looking for three on the trot. Timmy Clark aboard. So it's coming off the win at Newcastle and Gosford. Back to Newcastle for the Waterhouse Stable. Until Valhalla, $8 into fives. Rachel King aboard. Kintyre is there at sixes. Influential at 750. Just in time. Sly Boots, Kind Words. Uh, they're all there as well. Tommy, I haven't had a good look at this, so you're going to have to take this one for me. No, it's a bit of a tough one. You're getting a lot of horses, um, a lot of good, good types stepping up in grade um, from maidens, and a uh, really, really hard one to line up. I want to go with a horse um, that's a half to the slipper winner, which today was sold to Japan, um, Fireburn, that is, and go see a bear mum over there, and that's Kintyre, I think, coming out of Group 1, Hieronymus on. Um, yeah, I think it's got the class and still there's still definitely a race to be won with this horse. I think it's um, been knocking on the door without getting one here and just coming out of the group one four might be a bit better than some of these ones uh, with a lot of potential. In saying that, um, the two favourites, Until Valhalla and Invincible Spy, look look like the real deal, but I just um, I can't take the short odds until I really see him do it at this level. And you can mention a few others as well, but uh, Slide Birds, I think, will improve as well. But, um, yeah, I've got to be with Kintyre here. All right, Kintyre. And just to mention, Kohai, he liked in the Beaufort. He had stroke of luck. He's made that his value of the day. Uh, Alex, anything to add for that spring stakes, or are we going to the Hunter? Just a little bit. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure if Tommy mentioned it then, but um, Gary Portelli gave a really good push to Kintyre. Uh, in an interview earlier in the week. And I think he drew a form line through the favourite. Um, it beats – what did it beat? It beat a horse of his canology um, to win its maiden. And basically, Portelli said canology wouldn't get anywhere near Kintyre at home or on the track. So a good push there. And I've sort of been watching the market too as we've been doing this podcast. It's sort of – it's been bouncing around, $8 into 5 back to 6 five fifty into six or back to six again. Um, so, yeah, there's plenty of interest in it. The other one that's just been a thorn in my side is influential. My Lord, I bashed it twice uh, when it came up here. No good. Took it on at Kembla when it raced first up, uh, back in Driftnet. No good. And then backed it when it went to Melbourne again. So I'm leaving it right alone. So what you're saying is it wins this weekend? If I don't back it, yeah, yeah. of course. But <laughs> if I back it, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let everyone know if I back it. And if I do, just stay away. <laughs> All right. The Hunter, their main race of the day, a million bucks, 1,300 metres. And Marzu is going around as fave. Uh, we all know Marzu. Uh, obviously ran in the Everest. Uh, came last or something, I think, from memory, but or 11th. But it's uh, sixes into 460. Been back. Nash aboard. Snowden runner. Cold Crusher is there. Drawn the inside. Tyler aboard for the Pride. Well, not for the Pride, but Pride Racing. Sevens into five. 50. Far too easy. He's there at 550, pretty much. It opened that, but it opened at $4 or something earlier in the week. King of Sparta is there at 650. In from 11s too. Chad gets the ride. Opal Ridge is there at 850. Daj Ran, 13s. Looking else. Rustic Steel's had a couple of bucks for it. Gravina is at 23s. Ungawa. Jeez, it's a big field. Um, just checking deductions. What do we got? 12 cents. So there's still a lot of um, movement in this market, Tommy. Uh, Kohai, looking here, he likes Coal Crusher, but who are you with? Mate, I'll speak on behalf of Kohai for Coal Crusher because I don't want to be with it, but I think it just maps super. I don't think there's a ton of speed. The only other one that can really challenge it's probably Military Expert that's drawn right next to it, but 
Cole Co- Crusher's got a ton of speed, and that draw is just perfect for Cole Crusher. Um, came within seconds of placing in the Giga Kick um, until Bella Nipotina came from the clouds, and uh, you got to think that's pretty good form. So, uh, yeah, look, I don't want to be with Cole Crusher. I, I wanted to lean to two other horses, but I keep coming back to it just because the map maps so well. We've seen Tyler Sheila uh, do it before too. So, like, really, uh, really not finding it hard not to back Cole Crusher here. But Marzu with Nash intrigues me. Um, some excuses in the Everest getting getting knocked sideways and then running on know pretty well in the giga kick as well. And um, I think finding Nash in a race like this could be a plus. And the other two I really like is far too easy, finally draws a gate, but uh, whether he gets stuck from barrier one, he might he might go a bit more forward. But if there's one person you want on, it's Collett to find an out and really rock at home. And Opal Ridge, I thought um, it's running the Kosciuszko was actually really good. I mean, it was marred by front front page, absolutely braining them. But Opal Ridge was in an impossible um, spot and really um, was coming, hitting the line late. And for a first up run, that's got to be a bit of a gut buster. Didn't didn't really like the invitation run, but it it's it might have just been the run it needed. And then peaking up third here, I think um, I go back to Scone where it had that great run to win the. Um, the feature race up there and just in a scone, such a similar track to Newcastle, big, long straight horse like this really gets going. You think it's uh, too far ground to make up, but I hope hopefully military um, expert puts on the speed with Cole Crusher and a few others. And we see Opal Ridge rocket in home. I think eight fifty is a good price for Opal Ridge. So I want to back Opal Ridge, but finding it very hard not to back Cole Crusher. All right. Alex thoughts. Cold Crusher probably wasn't one that, you know, just having a look at the race that would jump off the page at me. But Tommy makes some really good points. And and I suppose just having a look at this race earlier in the week uh, for some work stuff, um, pretty much every winner has to have raced on speed uh, in previous editions. Um, Valana lost and running. Uh, Savitiano, I think Sweet Deal maybe sat sixth when she won. So you've kind of got to be up there on the pace and, Given Tommy says there's not a great deal of speed, yeah, you're right. He, he probably just maps, maps perfectly for this. Um, and, look, I suppose if you if you want to sort of go a little bit more in depth, like you go back to two starts and um, that was the Sydney Stakes. They ran, you know, just a shade slower than the Everest. Um, he was sent out $26, was right up there and, and thought he hung on pretty well. So, yeah, I think Tommy's made a good point there. And then... The other one he also mentioned and who should also be up there on the speed with no weight, military expert, who's had a stack of trials, I think, a couple of trials of break, two more, and a stack of gear changes too. Obviously, the ultimate, um, being gelded, blinkers, tongue-tie, Rachel King on, who's riding the lights out, just sort of a bit of Annabelle magic uh, floating around about that horse. So they're probably the two I'm looking at now. It's a cracking race, I reckon. It's a Really hard, hard one to pick. All right. Yeah, sorry, and I just I should have touched on Marsu a little bit. Like he probably could have gone close to. Let's not say he would have won the Everest, but geez, if the runs had to come at the right time, there's nothing to say that he couldn't have flashed into third or fourth. Um, so, and then I believe he was wide last time as well in in that race, Bella won. So, 
geez, not a lot's gone his way. Um, and yeah, he might get um, back a little bit, but. Yeah, geez, he's probably favourite for a reason, isn't he? Yeah, he is for sure. But I mean, you guys have made pretty good points for these other ones too, and there's a lot of value in this race, I reckon. But um, all right, that is what we're looking at at Newey. We head over to Alex's hometown. Let's head over to Sunny Coast. We're going to be looking at two of the features. We're going to look at the Malulubar Cup, the Tab Malulubar Cup, to kick things off, and then we'll look at uh, the race nine as well. All right. Race eight, this is over the mile. Knight's Choice going around. Jaden Lloyd gets the ride inside draw, coming off a couple of runs in Sydney, back up to Queensland. We're 550 into 310. We have Ocean Treaty drawn 12. Fives into oh, fives into 550. Damien Thornton aboard, going to be second up. Uh, Mississippi Prince is there. Nines into sevens. Great House is 750. June 45 is 850. We're doubles for Shibley, Head of State, Manazi, Jetty, and the like. So, Alex, we're going to go to you first. Knight's Choice has been well supported. Yeah, he has, um, and fair enough. I mean, uh, when you go back to the Winx Guineas uh, in the Winter Carnival and see what he did at his home track, it was terrific. And I think after that, there was talk of Cox Plates. There was talks of all sorts of races um, for him. He came down. He went down to Sydney, and and I thought he performed admirably, but you know, just wasn't quite up to that level yet. And whether that was just because it was a bit of a rush campaign after. You know, he'd been up for a while leading into into winter. Like maybe it just didn't all go to plan. I know there was a couple of trips back and forth from Sydney to the coast, including like they didn't think they were going to get into the Eagle. And I don't think he got on a truck till like Wednesday night before the race. My concern is maybe he's going to be a little bit sour. Um, and that's just me trying to find something around the favourite, I suppose. But you're right. He was back 550 straight in um, as soon as the final field market opened. So, um, barrier one's also the, probably the concern for me. I think he's a get back sort of horse, and well, you know, it's a sunny coast. You should have your chance to to get out and run on. Maybe barrier one just won't be the right one for him. So keen to risk him. The ones I am looking at, uh, Ocean Treaty. She was really good first up, and look, she's turned in some only okay first up runs in the past, and then improved sharply second up. I think last start was her best first up run of her career. Um, and so I can only see her really improving off that. And she's drawn barrier 12. She should just take her time to get across, probably take up a forward position, maybe fourth, one out, one back, and she'll run a mighty race. But um, the one I've gone with is head of state, one of three runners for Waller. Um, he's probably the most interesting one of his runners for mine. Obviously, the gloaming winner uh, as a three-year-old. And then, to be honest, like so much in his career has gone wrong. You read like the stewards reports and slow recovery and cardiac arrhythmia and, you know, you name it, he's had it. Um, I really liked him, I think it was last summer when he went into the wave and things didn't go right again. But his first up run was over 1,400 at Eagle Farm. He over-raced a little bit early. The apprentice sort of just dragged him back. And then a horse went amiss and basically he was lucky to stay on his feet and he ended up about five lengths off the the second last runner uh, turning for home. But then he rattled home um, between the four and the two and ended up running into fourth. And I really like that. I think going up to the mile is going to suit. He gets in really well at the weights with um, Mark Duplessis. And yeah, like it's a little bit of a step up in grade, but I think you can play him each way. He'll get a nice run and with no weight, yeah, I think he's some, some good value. Tommy, what do you reckon? I think I just watched Golden Eagle last 300 about four times. Um, I'm 
I've been freaking Knight's Choice all this prep and no reason to jump off now. I think um, he just ran up the rear of um, Palmetto with about 250 to go, which stopped him in his tracks, and then he's going to get a run again, slow to get going, but still hit the line well. Jaden Lloyd still very happy with the run after. I remember in the beaten jocks and fourth up, I think it'll be fit. I get what Alex is saying about um, a lot of travel and that, but home track, it's three from four on the track. He's four from five at the mile, and he's three from three here at the mile. So, and that that wing skinnies was um, was a sight to behold. And I think getting to the mile now, now we see the best of him. Fourth up, really like this horse. Um, I got to follow the money as well. I got to be with nice choice. All right, Knight's Choice, $3.10 favourite. We go to race number nine. There's been a fair bit of chat simply because uh, a friend of the show, Ash, has a decent share of Prince of Boom, which is going to be running around this weekend. Uh, 1,000 metres. Mr. Harley is aboard, not Gary. Uh, Robert Heathcote is the trainer. We are $3 into 260, barrier nine. Horse does have speed, has trialled well, but it's also going to be up against the likes of Zoo Style with Pug aboard. $4.40 in from sixes. You've got Deepaw, Jimmy Orman, who used to ride a lot for Prin- of Prince of Boom, but he's at uh, seven fifty. We're out to shooting for gold at nines. So the big goodbye Osamu situation room in a two-note F troop. Haven't heard of that horse for a while. Uh, but Prince of Boom and Zoo Style, what's going to happen here, Alex? They're going to go fast, Zach. Um, look, they always do in this race, naturally, um, a thousand metres. And and look, I love the race. I think it's I think it's brilliant. Um, King Klaus, the the little local battler, um, situation room for Gollan. He can go forward or back. He, he's sort of shown his versatility in the past. Love Zoo style coming back. I think um, you know he's been taken on the big guns for for quite well, for most of his career, really. Um, so it's a nice race for him to sort of come back and take on a few of the locals. But, look, I think your mate, who you said is a f- uh, fan of the show, um, gee, I'd love to be him with a share in Prince of Boom. I, I love the horse. And, look, he just proves it time and time again why he's, you know, he, he's probably, you know, you'd hate you'd hate not to see him win a Group 1 one day. I, I really think he's sort of, of that ilk. Um, and this race just sets up. Really well for him, I think. But with the speed around him, I, I could see him. It's sort of in Martin Harley's hands. Like he could lead and and do what Prince does, or he'd be happy to take a sit. I'm sure if uh, a few of the others decide to go silly. And you just look at his um his last two wins to round out the last campaign. His first up win the the campaign before. Uh, he's just one of Queensland's top horses, and uh, I, I think two sixty is a really nice price. To be honest, um. I kind of couldn't find too many chinks in the armour. In saying that, Zoo style, you know, really good again, or brave, I should say, probably down in Melbourne. And, you know, throughout his career, he's run into Cool and Gatters, Imperatrices, Marzoos. <laughs> just just keep naming all the top horses. He's met them. And um, this is going to be a little bit easier for him, granted. Depaw is a horse that really caught everyone's attention last campaign and he finished it off in Sydney. A little bit of bad luck, but I suppose he's a get-back run on type of horse um it'll be interesting to see how he comes back shooting for gold much the same really nice race but just keen to back prince of boom i don't know a hell of a lot but what's the what's the story mr harley is he what's uh, what kind of type of jockey is he i wouldn't have a clue uh good one he yeah. um irishman um he's been over here for tommy might be able to help me about two years now i think but he had a horrific fall 
um, earlier this year or late last year and mate, he had like one of those contraptions on his on his head with screws going into his neck. It was it was awful. Um, the fact he's back riding is is a miracle in itself. But before that fall, he was he was absolutely airborne and you know, I really I love to see that he's getting opportunities like this now, um, particularly for Rob Heathcote. And yeah, mate, he he'll do he'll do a good job. Don't worry about him. All right. Well, you're getting 260 Prince of Boom. Co-Eyes made it the best. I really like it. I think it would – fuck, I'd have it under $2. But, uh, Tommy, who do you like? Yeah, I think I think all the points have been said and you got to lean that way. I think it's really in two um, between it and Zeus style and has been running against. But I think um, I think there's been uh, better preps where Zeus style has been going a bit better than he has at this point. So I'm leaning towards Prince of Boom and – F Troop may be a bit of a knockout. There's a ton of speed, though. It's it's um, it's going to be really interesting. But, yeah, it's got to be with Prince of Boom, too. All righty. Prince of Boom. Alex, any others at Sunny Coast you like before we move on to others? Oh, look, I just wanted to touch on race one. Um, yep. The full sister to Outback Barbie uh, going around is a $1.70 favourite. And I'm not sure if anyone's memory goes back this far, but Outback Barbie was – Really like a really stylish uh, trialer, and then went to the races first up, really short as well. Um, but from memory, she absolutely bottled the start. It might have been at the sunny coast too, and and um, it was a, a disaster. So to take a dollar seventy about her little sister, who's probably trialed just as good, if not better, is a little bit of a scary one. So I just I did find one, uh, one of Chris Munster's. He's got a few in the race, uh, poster girl. About nine dollars fifty at the moment with Tab. Um, I really liked her trial. I think it was at Bow Desert. Sort of just did no work. Went, like went to the front and under a grip, just sort of um, yeah, just held on from. I think it was the stable mate. So nine dollars fifty for Poster Girl, maybe in race one. Well, you get nine fifty, or you can take two fifty a place, or take a dollar seventy the win. So either either way. Uh, just looking at Coey's, I'm just going to go, boys, we can go over all your other bets and stuff in a sec, but I'm going to go through Coey's. Sunny Coast, he made Prince of Boom a, uh, a best. Uh, he's made Value is Race 4, already a star. Let's have a quick squiz at that. Already a star is $8 um, in from 14 today. Hope you got 14. Uh, Mooloo Bar Cup, he likes June 45, which is... Um, what price was that paying? June forty-five is eight fifty. So he's found a bit at odds, old Coey. Eight fifty for June forty-five. Already a star, eight dollars. And Prince of Boom is obviously the two dollars sixty favourite. Uh, Newcastle much much better is his best stroke of luck value. Cole Crusher in the Hunter. He's got a couple at Friday for Canterbury. Willinga free fall in race four. That's his best. His value is race six, number nine. Master Showman also in Mooney Valley. He likes race three, number two. Mister Fabulous. Race five, number nine, Perovic, and race seven, Secret War. Uh, he has not. He's done a lot of bloody homework, old Coey, this week, so he's well-earned beers tonight. But, Tommy, anything else around the grounds that you uh, want to just push forward? Yeah, mate, I, while we're talking Canterbury tomorrow night, so we don't have long, I think, when this podcast comes out, um, in the first, Mogwai should be a dollar eighty. I think it's going to be tough. Still $1.80, to, yeah. Yeah, tough to beat, but... Um, a friend of the show, Darren Orr, has given us one at 100 to 1, uh, slip streaming. Yeah. More a place bet at the $13. But his first up run was a sneaky, sneaky little run. And just go back and watch its first up run. Not bad. And 
getting up to 1500 here, I think, um, or 1550 not not the worst $13 place that you got in the first at Canterbury. And just previous to that first at Canterbury at Gundagai in the uh, time-honoured Snake Gully Cub, I think Kimberley Secrets, Barrier One, Nick Olive is a great bet at $4. So really, really like that. And the other one I have is New Cup, back to Newcastle on Saturday. In a race... Um, that has been made well publicised for the race caller because there's two horses in it, one called King of the Castle and another one that had to have a name change. And at the moment it's called I'm a Dirty Rascal, but that's because in the UK it was also called King of the Castle, so it had to change the name. So I'm going to have a doll on the Quinella. Hopefully we get a King of the Castle, I'm a Dirty Rascal. But they're going to struggle to beat I'm in to win because it was great. It was a really good win first up, and I think it's going to be really hard to beat in this race. So, yeah, I'm in to win. If you if you remember the King of the Castles run two starts back, I think, God, I'm going to have to stab here, but it was one of the apprentices. I think it was Reese Jones. Uh, he rode an absolute cracker. I think it was um, seven or eight bucks and just flew home and got there by half a length or something. But um, could be a good go. It's $4.60 now. Um yeah, it was Reese Jones. Uh, Al, anything else around the grounds? Anything you want to touch at Canterbury or, I don't know, a Sunday meeting? No, but, geez, Coey's a bit slack not sending through his Menangle mail and Dapdo <laughs> No greyhounds. Come on, King, lift. Yeah. Um, Taylor no, mail. It was interesting he mentioned already a star, and um, as I said, I haven't really gone through the rest of the races at the coast yet, but that's a really interesting horse. Um, it was, it's was. it been nommed maybe a couple of times. Uh in a pretty decent race at Eagle Farm as well recently, but I think they drew a bad gate and decided to scratch. Its maiden win uh, last preparation was awesome. It's trialled well. Um, yeah, I think Coey might be onto something there. I'm going to go have a look. And it's 14 into 8. Yeah, so I think it's obviously been well supported. Um, yeah, if you like it, $8 and $2.70. All right, boys. Uh, Alex, thank you for joining, mate. Uh, in the coming little while, when we get to the Queensland Carnival, we'll get you on a lot more too. I'm going to likely head up there too for Magic Millions, so we'll have to catch up. Uh, but thank you for joining me, mate. No, thanks for having us, boys. Always good to chat with you guys. And, uh, yeah, if we get Coey involved next time, I'm sure it'll go a bit longer. Yep, go a bit longer. But, yeah, if you like anything, mate, as always, chuck it up on the Facebook group. Um, that's what we do most Saturdays. And uh, Tommy, likewise. Are you working this week, Tommy? Are you going to Newcastle? I uh, won't be at Newcastle. be be in studio and, um, yeah, but some, some great racing all around. So just keen for Saturday. Sweet as. All right. Thank you, boys. Anyway, thanks, mate.